WHHH-FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Hold up. And good morning to you, Indianapolis. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, in the Radio 1 studios. Ebony, good morning. What's up? This is your community queen, Ebony Chappelle, also in the Radio 1 studios. What's up, Indianapolis? Uh, A lot is happening in the news this week, Ebony, and all this morning long. That's all we're going to talk about and take your comments, your thoughts on it. Um, This week has been nothing short of newsworthy. Uh, Absolutely. We've had a lot going on. We finally figured out who the VP pick was going to be for Joe Biden. We had a lot going on in Indianapolis. We got officers starting to walk out and all kinds of things going on. Uh, and so with that, this is your time to sound off all, all hour long. You are our guest. You are who we are going to talk to, who we're going to bounce things off of, get a little temperature test of the city of Indianapolis and central Indiana as we just do open lines for the next hour. Call us 317-239-9696. But Ebony, mm-hmm. uh, before we do that, let's get everybody caught up on what is happening this morning in the news. Indiana is now reporting. Indiana is now reporting 1,096 new cases of coronavirus and 15 additional deaths. The state's total confirmed cases load is now 79,676 positive cases. Marion County is reporting 110 new cases for a total of 16,539 positive tests and an 11% positivity rate. Dozens of IMPD's event response officer groups are planning to turn in their gear and resign from their position patrolling special events here in the city. The officer walkout is reportedly part of their unhappiness with the indictments of two IMPD officers for felony battery and official misconduct during the unrest and riots in downtown Indianapolis earlier this summer. And while that's happening, federal agents and resources have been sent to Indianapolis to support city police in their efforts to curb increasing gun violence. 57 federal agents and investigators will work with the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department in a 45-day initiative under the name of Operation Legend, which was first unveiled in July in Kansas City, Missouri. The operation also makes available $250,000 for Indianapolis police overtime and $25,000 for rewards related to tips in unsolved homicides. U.S. Attorney Josh J. Minkler says Operation Legend is not a new strategy, but rather a surge of federal resources in direct response to the acute levels of gun violence that Indianapolis is currently experiencing. And in the forecast, mostly cloudy skies this Sunday with a high of 84. Right now, it is 70 degrees in Indy. So, Ebony, the phone lines are already ringing wow. here this morning. Um, <laughs> and one thing, if you can't get through the phone lines, which happens sometimes, you can always send us a tweet at Open Line Show to set, to send your questions and comments. That's right. Call us 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. That is the number to get on the air this morning and talk with us about what is happening in the news. We just got you set up with a couple of stories uh, making headlines uh, this morning. And as we start off this new week, Ebony, where mm-hmm. 
do you want to start? We could start with Kamala Harris. Uh. We could start with uh, the response team, the Operation Legends. So much yeah. to talk about. So much to talk about. And, you know, Cam, for me, I think um, all of those are super important for me, particularly Operation Legend, because of the response that I've seen from the community, I think is a great place to start. Um, a lot of people are wondering, what does this mean over this 45 days with the feds coming into town, what does that look like for my community and people that I live around? So I think that that is a big one that a lot of people have uh, things to say about. So, of course, yeah. Operation Legend comes as we have had um, the skyrocketing of gun violence and violence, period, in Indianapolis. Um, I don't have the exact number in front of me, but we've gone over this week after week after yeah. week. And folks are always asking, well, what are the solutions? What are we going to do about this? Where is the mayor? Well, we found him um, mm. this week and he was doing something. Um, the question is, are people going to think that that was the right thing? They're putting yeah. forth some solutions. They are doing work. They are coming up with ideas. But now to you, Indianapolis, is this what you were looking for? Call us 317-239-9696, Ebony. Mm -hmm. uh, we can also do this online, and I'll start hitting the phones. Yes, let's do that. So, you know, um, one of the things that I noticed in, in listening to that that press conference with um, Josh J. Minkler is there was a very um, deliberate and very um, strict language being used about what they're going to do regarding gun crime moving forward. So, no plea bargaining, no bonds, um, pretty much if you are caught up in a, a federal gun crime at this point in time, you are either going to trial um, or you're going to have to go ahead and plea to whatever charge you get. So very strict language coming out of that right now. Uh, phone lines blowing up. Um, let's go to the caller right here on line one. Caller, good morning. You're live on the open line show. Is it me? Yes, it is, my friend. Good morning. Hey, greetings. How you guys doing this hey, morning? Paul. Good. How are you? Hey, I am doing great. Uh, I just want to, I wanted some of you uh, alluded to earlier that what the topic is going to be today. I just want to say something about the police department and the, um, the vice president. Well, take it away. The, Hit vice, it. the, the vice president, the vice president situation, y'all, it's the same dynamic, so I won't even waste time with that one. But the police department, though, and I know that there's some ranking officers probably listening to this show. In 1982, I was a guest of the state, and I worked at the state police post for 30 days on Pendleton Pike. And I want to say one thing that I noticed about them that I don't see in the Indianapolis Police Department. The Indiana State Police has honor. They serve, they do their jobs with honor. And I would like to see the state police come into Indianapolis or any any other city and train them so that these people will have some type of honor because it's obvious that the Indianapolis Police Department and police departments everywhere that they conduct their business as if they're over us and not serving us versus the state police more serves the people more than their own selves and I mean I learned a lot about them that time that I visit there for that brief period of time all I'm saying is it's unfortunate that we are being policed, but if we are going to be policed, then these police need to be trained with honor and dignity so that they can at least have something to go home and be proud of. 
And again, um, I, I just, I just really think that this cross training will be more helpful and more beneficial to our community than what's going on right now because IMPD cannot govern themselves and that should be obvious. So you guys have a great day today. And uh, thanks again for allowing me to slip on in here. <laughs> Absolutely, y'all enjoy y'all's day. Thanks, Bob. I'll let y'all later. All right, good Bye-bye. to hear from you, Ebony. Uh, yeah. w- one of the <laughs> many. Um, I mean, this is a thing we've been talking about uh, over the summer mm-hmm. when, when we talk about police reform and uh, public safety reform, all of yeah. that, this this kind of goes right into that same conversation. It absolutely does. And, you know, um, Paul brought up some really good points. And I hate to Monday morning quarterback, as they say. Um, but I think that this is an excellent opportunity. I saw that the chief was also at that um, press conference for Operation Legend. I think this is a perfect opportunity for him to um, address the community in a specific type of way. Um, I feel like a lot of what's been done has been to um, has not done enough in terms of intentionally building those relationships with the community. So that's why we're in the position that we're in now. Um, You look at what's happening with Dre John Reed and et cetera, et cetera, down the line. Some of the other uprisings that's happened within IMPD ranks. Um, I think this is a good time to try to instill some comfort and some trust in the community, especially with all that's going on right now. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. A couple of people standing by. Ebony, we can also take uh, questions and comments on social media. Absolutely. So if you cannot get through the phone line or maybe talking on the phone is not your thing, you can always send us a tweet at Open Line Show on Twitter. And I have my phone open, so I'm able to see what it is that you send us. All right. uh, Let's go to the phone lines. Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the Open Line Show. Who's this? Uh, Larry Vaughn, please. What's up, Larry? What this one uh, federal operation is about. I said when IMPD merged with the sheriff's department, uh, they consolidated that power, and so uh, now the feds are going to come in and the federalize our policing powers here in the city of Indianapolis as a laboratory, right? So uh, what's going to happen is all these people are out here selling dope, are involved in the uh, vice-based economies, are going to get taken down right now, and you would be surprised at the businesses that are black in our community that are based on vice of selling some kind of a dope or other contraband that are going to get stopped right now, and we're going to have a real devastating effect on our community as black people. So it's more than what we asked for. We asked for it. I noticed the other uh, last week how the people were calling in. They were ready for this. They were uh, encouraging the federal officers, but they don't understand. It's a whole new set of rules. Like I said, when Sheriff Forstall got elected, when uh, Josh Minkler, when uh, Mayor uh, Hogsett Hog, or whatever his name is, he got elected. Those are federal men. Hogsett is a former attorney general. Uh, Forsall is a former uh, uh, marshal, federal marshal. So they are familiar with federal procedures. And we have de facto judges right now that can rule on federal statutes. So we're set up to have our policing forces here in the city of Annapolis Turn over to the federal, federal, the feds, and it's going to be something like uh, that we've never seen before. So just get ready for it, and you're not going to be able to cry about uh, being brutality because the feds don't play. They get their jobs done. So 
It's just the takedown of vice-based economy here in our community. Thanks, uh, Ebony, and uh, thank you. All right. Thank you, Paul. Thanks, Larry. Um, Ebony, I want to read a... Um, uh, statement from Indy 10 Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. on uh, this Operation Legend business. Um, and they say city leadership continues to fail its constituents instead of Mayor Hogsett focusing on pending growing number of coronavirus cases, the thousands of pending evictions and the overall lack of access to resources for his residents. He has instead colluded with IMPD to overlook gun corruption and misconduct and serve out Federal warrants to, quote, curb gun violence. Operation Legend, they say, rose to infamy in Portland, where federal agents enforced their terrorism on protesters and residents instead of on local crime. We have seen how local communities permit federal government to use violence against communities, and we are enraged that this is being permitted to occur in the city of Indianapolis for at least the next 45 days. That's just Mm. part of what they have to say. Call us 317-239-9696-317-239-9696. What do you think of this Operation Legend? For the next 45 days, there's going to be a crime crackdown, if you will, uh, to slow um, the number of shootings, the number of stabbings, overall violent crime um, that is happening at uh, a higher rate than we've seen at any other time in this city. Yeah, Cameron, one thing that I did want to point out, um, and thank you for sharing what NDTN had to say. I know that they have been very vocal about policing in this community, and I think that's very important. Um, One of the things that the Fed said is that they are specifically targeting um, gun crime, and this is not in response to some of the civil unrest that's been going on, and they have said that they are committed to constitutional policing. Now, with that being said, I think that it is important for the community to very much so hold um, these people accountable, so hold our mayor accountable, who had who stepped up there with with the federal government and said, hey, this is what we're doing. So if they said that that's what they're going to do, it's up to us for sure to hold them accountable and make sure that things don't go awry as they've said they are planning not to do. So very important to pay attention to that. Let's go back to the phones at 317-239-9696-239-9696. That is the number to get on the air and tell us what is on your mind right now. We're talking about Operation Legend, which is here in Indianapolis on this crime crackdown. But we're also talking about every other thing that has happened in this city in the past seven days. Everything we, you know, Ebony, we didn't even mm-hmm. get to talk about the Black Lives Matter mural on this show. No, we and, didn't. And therefore, we didn't even get to talk about it being vandalized. Yeah. Um, all of that from Indiana Avenue to the developments going on on Indiana Avenue to, mm-hmm. as we talked about a second ago, uh, who our next uh, vice president is going to be. Some history being made right. this yes. week with Ka- Kamala Harris. We're talking yeah. about all of that. You want to sound off on that or anything else, call me, 317-239-9696. And just like that, the phone lines are blown up again. Uh, let's go back to the phones. Let's see who this is on line one. Caller, good morning. You're live on the Open Line Show. Hey, how you doing, Ebony and Cameron? Thanks for taking my call. Brother Motep. Good morning. What's up, Motep? Uh, you know, and, and I've been knowing this man a long time, and sometimes we differ, but I kind of agree with Larry on this one here. I, I, from, the, from the onset of when uh, Mayor Hawkset was elected, uh, I, I, I know Mayor Hawks had history. I watched him as a federal prosecutor. Uh, Tanya Walden Pratt had to crack him in the head a couple times down in the Southern District. Uh, when he, when he, uh, hello? Can we hear You're me? there. You're there. Okay, yeah. When he uh, came in with, with the 
particular cases and maybe have overstretched or overreached. Um, just being a person in the conscious community for 30, 35 years and watching policing, it seems to me it's always black and brown people who are going to suffer. Black people forget that brown stuff. It's going to be black people who are going to suffer behind when there's old policing. We know this from the history of it. There's no doubt about it. NDTN is correct about it. And uh, that's just what's going to happen. When you got Nathaniel Lee, and I'll get to my real point, Nathaniel Lee says we're, black men are 7%, 6-7% of Marion County, yet we're almost 55% of the jail cell. Then that's a problem. And so that's what we're going to see more of. Uh, I'm disturbed, Ebony and, and Cameron, about R- 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 Ricky Smiley in the last couple of days. And Jeff Johnson kind of got it back straight. But Ricky's basically telling black folks we just need to get our marching orders and shut up and don't demand anything of Biden, and don't muddy the waters, and Kamala, and don't say a word, and I've got their, all their research, i got all their stuff right in front of me now, and, I, and he said, you know, I agree with Jeff Johnson, that's not, that's not proper. We still need to have our demands. We need to have a list. Ice Cube got a, a, a contract with Black America. Robert Smith talked about reparations, the richest black man in the, in the country, talked about reparations the other day. Robert Johnson called on $14 trillion in reparations the other day. We see these problems, and we know most of them are based socioeconomically. So here we have rich people and people who are talking about reparations, and I just want to hear when this conversation comes their way, what do they have to say? Because it seems to me from, from videos and things I've seen from both of them, they're running from this issue. And and this issue can't be uh, it can't run away from it. So I don't believe in marching orders. I think we need to make sure we have demands for us when it comes to these candidates for us because you want us to save America. You want black folks to save America, and I don't know why because we didn't mess it up in the first place. But since you want us to come save America, then there has to be tangible, hardcore, no more rising tide for one floats on. Uh, uh-uh. this is what you're going to give us. If you're elected, and you're going to do it day one, just like the uh, Grover Norquist and when they had that contract uh, with, with the uh, Tea Party, when they had that contract, that's the same thing we need because Republicans fulfilled that contract with Grover Norquist them, and they put their names on the list for it, and that's the same thing we need here. What do you guys think about that? Thanks for taking my call. All right. Thank Thanks, you, sir. Uh, more calls Oof. on the line here. I Evelyn. can only imagine. Let's keep going. <laughs> Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the Open Line Show. Good morning. Good morning. Who's this? Oh, okay, great. Hey, this is Anthony. How you doing? Oh, uh, real, real good. I was just thinking of some of the um, that uh, policing the, uh-huh. in the communities, mm-hmm. and and here's one good way: if we could have a police in since we have uh, I don't know how many on the force uh, department, if we can have them some maybe residential, uh, you know, police to live in those areas. You know, maybe two, you know, maybe two to live in those areas, not to be friends, you know, basically to keep down, you know, and to maybe be on site. You're talking just uh, basic community policing, actually mm-hmm. living there. Man, living, living, we, uh, uh, in the, uh, uh Anwa or the, uh, Brown Boulevard and Congress area, there, there's police that live in the neighborhoods. And so, and most of those neighborhoods are peace, kind of, not well, kind of peaceful. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you know, rabbits running around, you know, and stuff like that, you know, whatever. And, and, uh, man, it, that's what we need. That's, that's exactly what we need because police, it's just like Hawaii 5 If something happens, they're going to be there. They're not going to be there when it happens, but they're going to, it's after the fact. Oh, dun, 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 here they come. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you was there, so, you know, if you get them to live in the areas, 
you know, whatever. And hey, you know, you know, it'll be more peace. You know, mm-hmm. that's all, yeah. Like, yeah. all right. Well, I appreciate Thank that you. that call and that perspective. You know, Ebony, he brings mm-hmm. up an interesting point because what he he's does. what he's saying is not unheard of so i know it's not and it was actually proposed a few years ago um under i believe under chief roach now what happened with that plan i do not know but it was proposed several (laughs) several of the school districts um give incentives um you know if you're going to be a teacher Mm -hmm. to if you live inside of the school district boundaries you know you get different incentives or and there are some programs and i can't remember which one it is but there's one of those teaching programs that uh, and I can't I cannot think of the name, but there's one where you have to live mm-hmm. in the district. Um, in Is it order... maybe Teach for America? Possibly I'm guessing at this point. Possibly. <laughs> I don't I'm, I'm not sure. But the concept of what he is saying uh-huh. work where you serve is not unheard of at the same time. Um, what about working? You know, your your when you're off work, you're off work. I don't want to live across from this radio station. You know, I, I feel you on that. And I, I understand 100%. I think as far as policing goes, um, it's kind of one of those things. Like, I want them to have a break because it's good for their mental health. And we already know what happens when, you know, officers don't have their mental health in order. But I think them living and having a presence in the neighborhood could help because even the presence of their car sitting in the driveway would probably curb some you know you know small amounts of violence from from popping off if people notice oh there's a cop here maybe i shouldn't you know pop off right here in front of their house maybe yeah 317-239-9696 phone lines are on fire this morning caller on line three good morning you're live on the open line show hello Hello? yes that's you good morning who's this oh good morning this is crystal hi crystal what's up okay what i think is um I do, I, I know they were talking, saying something about um, said, um I think he's a great mayor. I think he's, I think they're just desperate because there's so much gun violence going on. It's like living in the wild, wild west. I mean, I'm scared. I mean, every time you look up, some, two or three people are getting shot, women are getting shot, uh, kids are getting shot. So I feel like they're desperate and, um, and if they don't like the ideals of the uh, federal warrants, or I don't have all the information because mm-hmm, I kind of mm-hmm. just caught uh, on the end of it. Um, I think other people need to come up with some uh, better ideals then because right now, I mean, nobody's safe. They're shooting all over the city. I mean, it's 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 pretty bad. And it it's, doesn't look like it's going to get any better. Summer's not even almost over. And I think they said it's like 100 shootings or something. So I just think they're just trying to figure out some kind of way to stop the violence because, you know, it's just it's just not getting any better. It's so just, it sounds like to me you're saying, well, they got to try something. Right. I mean, because people are just constantly dying. I mean, it's always some it, it's so many people dying. I mean, and if it's one of my family members, I'm going to be falling apart. I mean, what else are they going to do? They, I don't know what they can do. Everybody has a gun. I mean, I'm scared of guns, but it's getting so bad. I'm thinking, do I need a gun? Because you just don't know when somebody's going to be shooting because everybody has a gun and they're con- it's constantly, we're constantly hearing about shootings. It's, you know, 42nd of post mm-hmm. is like every, every day they're shooting. Mm-hmm. And then the West side is getting bad. Um, you know, it's just everywhere. So I just feel like they're desperate. And it, if you don't like their plan, then maybe try to create a plan. 
All right. Thank you so much for that call. I appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, Still taking your calls at 317-239-9696. Ebony? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. She brought up some really um, interesting points about um, just the the rate at which we're going. We are set to not only surpass where we were last year, but to shatter that record. Um, And it is it's extremely unfortunate. So I can't even imagine you know, the the thought process that goes into trying to figure out how to address that. Um, it's just unfortunate the destruction that's going to be in the wake of this, um, of this, you know, crime sweep, basically. So it's a lot. It's a lot to think through. It's a lot to work through for sure. Uh, we're going to continue to talk about it for the rest of this hour here on the Open Line Show. We're talking about right now Operation Legend, which is helping to crack down. I guess that is the goal uh, on the violent crime happening in Indianapolis. But that's not the only thing that happened in the city this week. Not the only thing that happened in the country this week. What's on your mind? Taking your thoughts, everything from what's happening to the from the White House to what's happening in front of your house. Call us 317-239-9696 or you can send us a tweet at Open Line Show on Twitter. More of the conversation with you, the community, coming up. I'm Indy's Newsman with the Community Queen, Ebony Chappelle. This is the Open Line Show. We want to hear from you, your thoughts, your views, your voice. We are your eye on the community. It's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. Hello, Community Queen Ebony Chappelle checking in here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Just a reminder, if you've missed any episode of Open Lines and you want to catch up on what we talk about every week, you can go online to our website or you can listen wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, be sure to follow us on social media at Open Line Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This week, our community spotlight goes to the Far East Side, where a new playground has been built for the community. Miss Shalanta Shockley checked in with me over the phone, and this is what she had to say about their new playground. We need the negative perception of the Far East Side community to change. We want our community to believe in themselves. To do this, we need to see more positive things going on in our community, and building a playground is a positive thing. The playground could be another catalyst for change on the Far East Side. We have been working on change for a long time, and building a playground will help increase neighborhood pride and help connect the church more with the community. Every child should have access to a decent place to play, somewhere where their families can feel welcome safe and can have fun. Building the playground shows the community that they matter and that someone cares. We need community support by making sure everyone who uses the playground does their part in keeping the area clean and safe. We also hope the community will support us by coming out to the different activities we will have throughout the year. Thank you, Shalanta. Now let's get back to these open lines. Keeping you connected to what's happening in our city. It's Open Lines on Hot 96.3. 
Hi, this is Oshia Boyd, editor of the Indianapolis Recorder newspaper and Indiana Minority Business Magazine. You're listening to Open Lines with Ebony Chappelle and Cameron Riddle. And back live with you on this Sunday morning, the 16th of August. Ebony, a lot to talk about this morning. Uh, with that said, um, Ebony, say something again. Can you hear me? I don't know. I don't think anybody else can hear you but me. Say something now. Hello? So for those of you who don't know, Ebony's actually been in a different studio the past six months uh, due to social distancing. Uh, so I'm going to assume now, Ebony, you're on a different microphone. So Anthony put whatever microphone she's in in audition and we'll be able to hear her. And then say something. All right, while you two figure that out down the hall, uh, we're going to continue to take callers at 317-239-96. Oh, look, I hear there something. There we are. Uh, see? It's magic. Yes, it works. Yes. <laughs> Would you change microphones? Um, I did change the microphones to adhere to our social distancing, but something that uh, you outside can't see is that these uh, poles for the microphone are very long. So I went back to my original mic and just pulled it closer to me um, where I'm distancing from our producers. So All right, there you we're go. good to go. On-air troubleshooting from live yeah. radio, and I'm not even in the same room. Goodness. All right, <laughs> here we go. Let's go back to the phone calls. 317-239-9696. Let's see who this is on line one. Caller, good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning. Good morning. What's up? Hey, how you doing today? I'm all right. How about you? Who's this? Oh, oh my name is Andy, Andy Vance. All right. What's up? Yeah, I was just I was just calling you concerning the community and the police, okay? All right. The thing of it about that is, you know, I've been seeing this. I've been in this city for 50 years. I came here from Mississippi. And the thing it is about the police here in the community is, first of, first of all, they don't know how to talk to nobody. You know, they make a person mad when they talk to us, especially if you're black. The first thing they do when they walk up to you, most of them tell you to sit up, don't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? Freedom of speech is supposed to be for everybody. Not just sir. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Hello? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, but see that that's not that's not a great thing, man. Mm-hmm. That's truly not. You know, we've been we been thrown on the road for so, so many years, man. Black folk have been thrown on the road. And these people that do get a break and fight fight they free and not free because there's always somebody white out there to cut them down or whatever they do, like black business and stuff. You know, we get a black person, get enough money to start a little business, and then, you know, people, white people won't go there and eat. You know, most of black people, you might find a few white people that go to a black restaurant and eat because they love black people cooking. You know what I'm saying? But life, life is, a, it is a mess now, man, with most of these poor black people. We talk no jobs. They don't have no money to get food with. 
and it's just a horrible thing, you know. We got to talk to people that believe in going out helping our, our fellow man. You know what I'm saying? Before we help, we got to talk about the fight. You know what I'm saying, sir? All right. Appreciate your call. Thank you very much. Let's keep going. Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the Open Line Show. Good morning. Good morning. What's your name? Who's this? Miss Jackson. Miss Jackson, what's up? Um, I was calling, um, okay, Mayor Joha says he's a very good mayor, and everybody has to really look at that. I mean, you know, that mayor works very hard, <laughs> I mean, very hard in our community. And, I mean, you know, the crime here is has got very, 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 very bad. I mean, you know... Every time you turn on the news, you're hearing about somebody that got shot, somebody that got killed, somebody that's injured, you know. And it's a lot of young folks that are leaving, a lot of young folks. I mean, it's older people, too, but it's a lot of young folks. So what do you think of this plan right now to bring in assistance from the federal level to curb this this same violence that you're talking about right now? Uh, I think that it probably will help, but I mean, you know, it's, I guess it just has to be a little bit more done about it. I mean, because there's things happening everywhere. I mean, as far as you're in the store, there's fighting, shooting happening. I was at a Walmart. And I'm not going to say Pacific, Pacific Walmart, but there was a fight that had broke out in the store. Go ahead. You're still there. And they were literally shooting, and he was getting ready to shoot a pregnant woman. And this so, was here in Indianapolis at a Walmart? Yeah. Wow. And And I'm like, I'm right in the middle of it, and I'm like, oh, my God, you know, for real? <laughs> you know, and the crime is bad on the east, on the west, on the north, and I'm in a downtown area, and the crime has even got bad in the city of downtown. I mean, you wouldn't think the crime would be bad downtown, but it is. It has really picked up. All right, Ms. Jackson, thank you for your call. As we know, every yeah. side of town has its issues. 317-239-9696. Ebony, I got one more call, and then I'll turn it back over to you because uh, the phone lines have been blowing up, and these folks have been standing by for several minutes. Let's see who this is on line three. Caller, good morning. You're live on the Open Line Show. Hello? Hello, that's you. Good morning. Who's this? Good morning. I go by Quest. What's up? Um, What's up? Uh, So, I... I've been listening for like the last hour or so. Um, mm-hmm. Thank you. Like, I'm, so I'm 21, like, so I'm young, but, uh, like, I'm not really into politics. I kind of understand a little bit about like, what we're talking about, but not necessarily everything. Like, my opinion is that, like, these governors and men in suits need to stop stop thinking so so politically because, like, at this point, we are at a point where I feel like we need to we need to think with our souls. We need to think about what we want for the next generation. And like we 
we come in like like my children will be born into a world where like we now have to wear like masks like mm-hmm. things and like we can't keep mm-hmm. jumping on problems the way that we used to and like I, I i think that i think that that police need to get out into the community and they need to they need to be our brothers that we need to like like they need to uh you know what i'm saying like take off the vest like and, and you know like like be be a community you know what i'm saying like um you know we're not <laughs> we're not gonna vote for Kanye, but <laughs> you know like seeing him in the vest you know what i'm saying like i was like that's what i want to see that's the type of i will vote for because this that's real now did i hear um, you just say you're not you won't be voting for kamala in that he said kanye no. kanye oh okay. yeah okay. i'm like we not you know <laughs> but but not like that. That's the type of stuff I would like to see from 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 uh, from our political leaders is is like is is dropping all this political stuff because it's really just a political game to mm-hmm. me. Um, and and I, I like I, I just think that um, you know what I'm saying like it, regardless of what we say, I think that the people the people's voices is not really heard, and 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 a lot of people, um, you know what I'm saying, don't even know what's you know what's going on. Like we we can hear this stuff on the news and stuff. We only know what people tell us. We only we only know what we see what's in the media and and, and what's out here. Um, but no, I was just listening. I just I just felt like you know I, I I got some friends and like we all the same age. We 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 just feel like like it's time for change as far as how we even go about how we want to see gun reform, how we want to see safer streets. Yeah. And well, what was I, your name, caller? I didn't catch your name earlier. Quest. Quest. All right. Hey, Thank look, you for are your you are you registered to vote? Yes. All right. Good. I asked because <laughs> you started off and said you were 21 and you don't really know, you know, what's going on. But you have the power to vote because you are over the age of 18. You're registered to vote and you're listening right now to get informed. So no need to discredit your age. You got to be ready to go with this stuff at 18. So you are the man. We appreciate you calling and listening. Right on. Yeah. All right, Ebony. Yeah, I I'm so glad that um, Quest called in because um, young people are the reason why I have any type of faith in the future of this country. To be completely honest, so to hear someone his age um, speak um, the way he did with such conviction, I think brings up um, a sentiment that's that's been existing for a very long time. Like there are people that are frankly, very apathetic when it comes to politics, because when you look, you know, election season after election season after election season and, you know, black and brown people and and other marginalized communities are not necessarily being heard or or having things, um, you know, passed to be in their favor to try to bring us up to a level of equity. You get people that are just turned off. So it's the reason why. And I'm not advocating anybody to to vote for Kanye. Just want to put that out there to be clear. I can't tell you who to vote for, but, you know, just being clear. But I understood his point about why people would be attracted to that type of political leader because it's something different. He, you know, he mentioned that we've been doing the same thing for so long. And it's true. We have been. And we're still a lot of us living in situations that are not you know, any different than where we were 50 years ago, 100 more years ago. So I totally understand why young people feel that way. And I think that politicians 
should take a note from that and look at what what it is that they could do differently to really reach the community. Mm, that's a blanket statement to say we're not the same that nothing's changed for 50 years we still got a lot of work to do yeah we do you know absolutely but when you look at the ways in which especially systemic racism has played a role in our community you have people that have risen above it and been able to do different things like I'm not discrediting those movements at all but at the same time you know your point exactly we have a lot of work to do and I feel like um, the people that we're electing in office oftentimes are you know, stuck in what it is that they can do because of so much bureaucracy when it comes to the political game. So we definitely need something different. Well, I guess I get that. I guess what I guess what I'm trying to say is when you when people and I'm not talking about you, but Mm -hmm. when people make that statement that we haven't come, you know, nothing has changed. I think that does a disservice to people like Quest who are looking for information and looking to see where we are. And he only knows what he hears. And when someone is saying you know, we 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 haven't come far. We've come. We've we've. You're not acknowledging the progress that has been made, and that the reason we're still fighting is because we know what can happen when we do fight. We do see mm-hmm. progress, but it doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen with one president, mayor, governor, city county councilor, what have you. But you have to continue to go. If if we if fighting and if we weren't making progress, then we wouldn't still be fighting because we know it doesn't make a difference. But we know that this is a hard fight. I guess that's my point. When we mm-hmm. say um, that we haven't that we can't say that we haven't moved forward. We have to say we still have a lot of work to do, but we have moved forward because we fought for it. Ask somebody like John Lewis. 317-239-9696. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's see who this is on line one. Good morning. You're live on the air. Hello, who's this? All right, just kidding. Moving on. 317-239-9696. Caller on line two. Good morning. You're live on the air. Hello? Hello, that's you. Who's this? This is Dennis. What's up, Dennis? Hey, um, so I've been listening for like about the last 20 minutes or so. and uh, Thank you. It, it's, just, it's just crazy to see the things that are going on. I mean, <clears throat> I'm 30, and I've seen more, uh, what's the word for it, more racial you know in, injustice last five years than i did the the last 25 and it seems like in my opinion we've regressed you know and uh i don't i don't partake in any of that like i see it how it is and, and it, the politicians that we have in office right now aren't doing anything for anybody except for the upper class and i mean i I just wish we could go back to like the FDR days or, or Kennedy and it, and it be, you know, equality and fighting for actual equality, not the the things that, you know, Trump's got going on right now. Mm -hmm. So it just, I mean, it it bothers me because it's, it's not right. They, they've let, they've legalized gay marriage and and all this, but they still aren't letting African-Americans prosper you know you get what i'm saying but i get just, what you're saying it just i mean for me it's i don't understand it because i was raised totally different mm-hmm. but yeah are you registered to vote yes are you voting yes all right then we got then you're doing your part thank you for your call yeah, man yeah. i appreciate it no, no problem all right uh let's go to the next call on line three caller good morning you're live on the open line show good morning good morning who's this don the baptist what's up don 
hey, um, you know, Operation Legend, I want to commend them because it's sort of like, you know, the crime in Indianapolis is like uh, for stage five cancer. Mm. And sometimes, you know, when cancer gets to that level, we have to get more aggressive, like mm-hmm. doctors have to get aggressive. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that they've gotten aggressive with that because, you know, when the word got on the street that there's some feds out here cleaning up things, crime gets real quiet. So we just sort of watch the next 45 days, and I believe that things will change here a little bit here in Indianapolis. All right. Don, I Thank appreciate you. your call. Thank you so yep. much. Ebony had lots of different uh, views on this. Phone's yeah. still ringing, 317-239-9696. Yeah. Um, and you know what? It's, it's to be expected because, um, like some of the callers have called in and shared, it's from their perspective and what they're living. I think a lot of times, um, especially now in the age of social distancing, we can kind of get stuck in our own bubbles and what it is that we see immediately in our area, um, what it is that we see on social media and neglect the fact that there's a whole wide world out there and people living a lot of different types of experiences when it comes to that. Um, But ultimately some of the things that are going on are touching all of us. So with the violence thing, for instance, so it's no wonder that people have, you know, conflicting thoughts on this. Um, I know for me, the biggest thing is I would love to see Indianapolis be a safer place. 100%. Um, and if this is the method that they're using, I have thoughts about it um, as far as how it's going to impact our community, which is why we absolutely have to keep holding people accountable to what it is that they said they're going to do, which is move about this in a fair and constitutional manner. All right. Let's go back to the phone lines and the remaining minutes of the show. Let's see how many we can get in. Let's see. Line one. Caller. Good morning. You're live on the air. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Who's this? This is Terry. Good morning to you both. Good morning, Terry. What's up? Well, um, <clears throat> firstly, uh, as you all may have said on previous shows, and many others I'm sure have, no one individual is going to have all the answers, mm-hmm. but collectively, locally, regionally, and nationally, we can find many answers that work for us locally, regionally, and nationally. People, praying is good and prayer does have effect, but we need to also put things in action. Many of us have gotten complacent and fat, and we need to be ready to walk, to march, to protest, to send money to support people, and stay away from being naysayers and let naysayers know But just because you think something is not going to work, naysayer, it doesn't mean it won't. So why don't you come and try to help us to fight against those who are our enemies? Economically, if there's a boycott, 99 plus percent of us are not going to die if we don't go to a certain business, restaurant, store, etc. on a certain day or for a certain week. Economics are going to bring those who are business persons and influencers in line with our wants and our needs to get the political persons and others to do what we need to be done. We also need to support those who want to do things and make changes politically, especially more women and more women of color to change this country around. We have to stay on it for weeks 
months and years until we get what we need, and then we need to keep holding people accountable and keep making sure that we support those who want to fight the good fight. Thank Thanks you for your calls, here. Thank you, Terry. I appreciate it. Um, yeah. Ebony, let's see. We have about, mm, I'm, we're pushing it. We're pushing it against the clock. We have really like two minutes left, so I, I guess that'll probably be our... One call, maybe? Well, all right, well, let's, let's see who this is. And They got 45 seconds. All right, caller, good morning. You're live on the air. You have less than a minute. What's up? Hello? Hello, you're live on the air. You got less than a minute to tell me what's on your mind. Okay, Go for it. my name is Priest Brown. I just think that um, I'm from the east side, Post Road. I mm-hmm. just think the police need to uh, deal with themselves first before they, you know, get the community, you know, and try to do something about, you know, all this killing going on. I think they're just trying to put the shoe on the other foot. You know what I mean? I think the, they, it's too much killing with the police department first. Let's stay focused on them. Let's not lose focus on what's going on. They are the problem. All right. All right. Appreciate it. Oh, and coming from Post Road. Post Road, East Side. Yeah. Thank you for calling, man. Have a good day. Yes, sir. Um, you know, Ebony, he talked about dealing with the issues that are already in the police department. And mm-hmm. if you missed it at the top of the show, we read you a couple of, um, of the latest news updates. And one of them was that dozens of IMPD officers have turned in uh, their gear and are resigning from their positions with the uh, patrolling of the special events following um, two officers who have been charged uh, with felony battery and official misconduct because of the uh, their role in the riots that happened earlier this summer. So I just want to point out that that is one thing that we talked about where you had the prosecutor come down and actually surprised a lot of people that I talked to who were surprised that charges came from this and indeed held these officers accountable before there was really kind of operates a different kind of way. Yes. (laughs) But but, again, we can't just say he has to, uh, I guess what you're saying is, he did what he was supposed to do, but I guess I'm saying, yeah, and we have to acknowledge that because yeah. on the flip side, if he wasn't, there will be protests in the street. People will be calling in for that. Uh, so I, my, to my point is we it, it did not take protests and everybody to do what that caller just asked, which was hold somebody accountable mm-hmm. for their role. Absolutely. It took somebody being in position that has a, a mindset of accountability when it comes to these officers so that goes back to our point you as people if they were registered to vote you need to get registered to vote and cast a vote for people that have the community's best interest in mind because um it's going to take that to get us where we need to go moving forward all right uh so much to talk about so much more that we can talk about again next week um this week's probably going to be just as busy as this past one. No matter what happens, we will talk about it again next Sunday on this show here on WTLC and on Hot 96.3. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Riddle, in the Radio 1 Studios. And I am your community queen, Ebony Chappelle, here in the Radio 1 Studios. Have a great Sunday and a positive week, y'all. We'll see you next Sunday live at 8. Peace.
have the power to change the course of history and decide the direction of our communities and our nation. Be empowered to take action. The right vote gives us the power to hold those in office accountable. Fight for your vision of the future and make sure your voice is heard and that your one vote counts. Register today at news1indy.com slash vote. Brought to you by Urban One and One Vote. Represent the vote. 